Can we just pray this evening? Father, we thank you. Can we thank Jesus? Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you. Thank you because your word says unto you, <clears throat> shall the gathering of your people be. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Thank you for bringing us all together tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for life class. I want us to thank God for this, the meeting so far. You know, how far we've come. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for how far we have come. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for chapter one, the fall of man. Lord, we thank you and the plan of redemption. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for how you helped us, you know, for chapter one. Thank you for how you helped us in chapter two the new birth and its realities. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, how you taught us through our pastors. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, our Father. Thank you for faith towards God. We thank you how you showed us great mercy. Father, we bless your name, Lord. We give you praise, God. We thank you. We thank you, our Father. Also, we are thanking you for the doctrine of baptism that we are going to be starting today. Lord, we ask that, you know, let your, let your grace be present. Anoint me, Lord, anointing, anoint me, anoint me, anoint me. To teach your word, to teach the doctrines, the doctrine of baptisms. Lord, help me, Jesus, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, help me, give me entrance into this light, give me entrance, give me utterance, give your people entrance, give us entrance, open the door for us. Father, we pray. At the end of this meeting, Lord, help us to have come into understanding. Let there be impartation in the name of Jesus, impartation of your word impartation let the understanding of this baptism let it open up to us in the name of jesus baptisms lord baptize us oh god even much more into this light as we engage it in jesus name i pray ah uh, father we thank you we thank you thank you thank you for every member of this life class thank you for the Ottawa Brethren, thank you for Edmonton, Calgary. Thank you, Lord, for Saskatchewan. Thank you for Alberta. Thank you for everyone, Lord. Saskatoon, thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. So today, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I still feel like praying a bit. Ketofe labarote. Mesuela Catembe, Angela Masusumbe, Mate Firiante, Oja Bellate, Masuane Geto, Angema Tafata, Sisimata, Sisimata, Mashota Vidicatea, Tafala Catuate, Makashenda. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. 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 Thank you. Okay, so um, today we'll be looking at the doctrine of baptism. I believe each and every one of us have the PDF already. And um, I know that we might not have been able to go through it because it's just coming in. So you can just, um, just like having your own manual to follow through what I'll be teaching tonight. So the brooding thoughts for this teaching is going to be, what is baptism? We're going to be looking at what baptism is and what are the types of baptism? What is the significance and essence of water baptism? Some common misconception about water baptism. So we are going to be looking at that. Okay, so Daniel, let's see Hebrews. We'll see Hebrews 1 and 2. So let's read. Just help me read. Okay. Um, just a second. Yeah. Hebrews 1 and 2. Hebrews, sorry, Hebrews 6. Sorry, 6, verse 1 and 2. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Hebrews 6, verse 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. um, Hebrews 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from mm -hmm. dead works mm -hmm. and of faith towards, toward God. Mm -hmm. Verse 2. Of the doctrine of baptisms mm -hmm. and of laying of hands and of mm -hmm. resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. Okay, so we can see that... Um... These are foundations, right? It says, let us, it says, therefore, leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ, let us go unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of the doctrine of Christ. I like to, sorry, and of the doctrine of baptism. I like to also. I like to simplify this place in such a way that we can relate to it. Like he says, therefore, leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ. He says, let us go on to perfection. You know, I like to use mathematics and English as, as example. You know, for example, we do maths while we were young in primary school. And we keep doing maths. Like if you're in science class, you know, you keep doing maths. You do further maths and then you still do maths again. Or you do English or you use English for a lot of other things, other subjects. But you have to learn that English as foundation. And for a lot of us, we need maths to solve a lot of problem. It helps us to become analytical. It helps our mind to reason in a particular way. All the quantitative aptitude that we did while we were maybe in primary school or secondary school helped us, calculus. So by the time you get to the university, you're able to streamline doing programming, you know, some kind of um, algebra. Um, there's this transformation. There's this uh, course that I did one time, like, I think maths maybe 301 or something. That's some crazy um, 
uh, is it algorithm or equations that you solve and solve and solve and then you get to a point whereby they will say you just want to put a zero somewhere you know from nowhere you just import a zero and then they now write one minus one they say they are changing the zero to one minus one like it's just one minus one and then they will move minus one from a particular place to another place to help solve the equation you know those period if you are very rational you begin to think why did you say one minus one is equals to zero yes i know but why do you have to bring it into this equation from nowhere i used to remember when they would just bring alpha beta and all of that you know i'm just saying that to say that something built as in as it was like we're building something to get to that point whereby you know we can now begin to rationale it like we can now begin to you know look at the equation in a complex manner so but you know the foundation was very important and um and that's the essence of this class so i just want to reiterate that that the class is so important like a lot of us right now you know because of maybe our background our english background wasn't good our mathematics background was not good enough we really struggled at some things while we were in school you know even right now our workplace some things you still struggle with them because of you know ability to be able to put certain sentences together you know because of foundational issues you know like you know sometimes i just had to go and meet my wife sweetheart help me write this letter like because i know that if i write it i'll use some lagos english so because of foundation you know so basically i'm just saying that to say that foundation is very important you know and if you read further verse 3 says and this will we do if God permits. So at times, God permits, you know, the permission is so that you can quickly amend or cover up for the things that are lacking in, that, will, that are lacking for to gain entrance into some more of God's light in some particular seasons, like seasons of everlasting life, seasons of Christ. You know, season of eternal life. Right now, that is teaching on glory. So you could see that a lot of people would not be able to relate with that season because they were not buried into a particular season. You know, they didn't they didn't learn thoroughly in a particular season. So I'm just using that to say that you know I, I want us to take every season every season and i believe that you know i want to thank our god and our pastor you know pastor jeff and uh, pastor femi pastor bukumi you know for taking this route you know for us leading us through this route for to learn you know um uh, what's it called the foundational teachings of christ's principle or the principles of the doctrine of christ you know we are grateful to God for, for them. Pastor, we thank you. I want to appreciate my pastors, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Femi, and then Pastor uh, Bukumi 
under our parents, you know, under our parents, our daddy, Reverend Kyle Yuguki, and all of our pastors. I want to also appreciate our daddy, Pastor Nikau, you know, Egutruku that put together this, this um, manual. You know, it's a great work, you know, in this time, because I want to tell us that, uh, what's it called? The foundational, the real foundational teaching, they are lost in a way, you know? Now you have a lot of things, motivational speaking and all of that. Milk is not really milk, it's now diluted, but we appreciate God for their lives, you know, for putting this together. Pastor Mika, Pastor Tokwe, Pastor AY, Pastor TJ, you know, they've done great work in putting these things together. We thank God for them in Jesus' name. Amen. So Amen. the doctrine, the doctrine of baptisms. So we'll look at the doctrine. It is good to note that baptism is both a doctrine and the work of God in our walk of faith. It is one of the elementary doctrines of Christ that a young believer needs to be taught and fed with to be healthy and get started in the Christian world. Also, baptism are workings or experience that we believers ought to have, have at different phases and stages of our work with God. It is also good to note that According to the scriptures in Hebrews 6, verse 2, we have, we have more than one type of baptism. That is, that is why we, the teaching is called the doctrine of baptisms in the scripture. So, you know, so this is for me, I, I even want to quickly also try and lay some kind of foundation. So the thing is, normally, if, if probably the course of um, righteousness is have taken preeminence or from the day one or from the beginning is what, you know, maybe Adam didn't eat the, the knowledge of, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then the kind of curriculum that is being taught in school will not be what is being taught, actually. We are supposed to go through a curriculum like this called Christ. So this is where it is now established that Christ is a doctrine. Christ is an education, actually. When you say doctrine, doctrine means teaching. You know, teaching, doctrine. We can even call it, what they do to us in school is that they indoctrinate us. They teach us to think in a particular way. So we come out, they impute something inside us to get a response or an output from us, basically. So that's what school is meant for. School is to indoctrinate men, you know, and men would now accept it because that indoctrination is to give you a life, a life that you show forth, you know, or a life that, you know, that's, Besides, you are proud of, you understand. So, so that is, is a kind of what they use doctrine to do or teaching to do is to form, 
form a person. You understand? So let me call it, let me say it like this. So if you are, if, if you go through school to become a programmer, for example, you are being indoctrinated or you are being, let me use it, let me, if I use indoctrination, it might look like it's, let me say it, let me say it correctly. You are being doctrinated, like you are being doctrinated. You are, you are being formed to become a kind of person. And then all your reasoning is around that person, that thing. You take your identity from it, like this is me. I am a programmer, you know? And that thing, you know, as I'm even saying it, I'm feeling like that thing does not stand anywhere in the realm of the spirit. I feel so, you know, I'm a programmer, you know? So, but normally, if you have gone through the normal curriculum of life, you are supposed to have gone through the, the doctrine of Christ. And in the doctrine of Christ, there is the elementary part. There is a foundational part. And that's what we have been looking at. We've looked at um, new creation realities. We've looked at faith. We've looked at the fall of man and then the redemption package. So right now, part of the package is the doctrine of baptism. That being said, I'd like us to know that these are uh, God has raised men for us to put these things together. So God has his own school. God has his own faculty, has his own department. But the good part is that God wants everybody to come out first. The first, um, what is it called? Let me say maybe the certification that you're supposed to get is the elementary principle, or let me call it, my daddy call it elementary doctrine of Christ. So as a young believer, you must have a certificate in foundational teaching. As in when they say you have a certificate, it means that you are certified. So you, are, you have come to a place whereby you know faith well. When they say faith towards God, you are not lacking. The, baptism, the doctrine of baptism, you are not lacking. That's the intention of this school. It's meant to be a school. I want us to get it into our, into our mind somewhere. So it means that if you miss this class, you are missing something in, um, in the scheme of things, like in the scheme of life. You have missed a lot. You, are, you have missed, uh, there's a way I'm saying it. So when you appear before God, God is not, you are not well-rounded yet. You have, there is a course you need to receive. So I want us to take it very as important as that, you know, like, you know, it's an important course I must take. So um, I don't know if that blesses someone. So that is the, the curriculum. We need to go through all of these things and we need to give utmost attention to it. So I'll go to what is baptism. So the word baptism is taken from the Greek word bapto, which means to deep, deep under, sink, deep in, immerse, plunge, 
and to cover only with liquid. Amen. So baptism is to immerse, to deep, to plunge, you know, so to, to deep into water, you know. So we have types of baptism. So baptism by water, which is immersion. So which should take place immediately one believes and confess Christ. So this is one of the types of baptism, you know, that should happen to everybody. So every one of us here must be baptized by immersion, like into water, you know, baptism by water. It is very important. You know, I remember when I first gave my life to Christ and when I gave my life to Christ, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost first before doing baptism by water. You know, I know, and I noticed a lot of us, you know, had the same experience. And at some point, because at that time, I was already fellowshipping with people that shares revelation and all of that. I just began to feel, uh, maybe, you know, you know, just look at revelation in such a way. I think this is the reason why what God really, really wanted was the baptism of the Holy Spirit and not baptism of the water, you know? And it took growth for me to know later that, you know, I was just a child, you know, thinking like that. I want us to read Matthew 3, verse, verse 13. Pastor Daniel. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew, Matthew 3, verse 13. Then yeah. Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Mm. So to be baptized of him. Read on. Let's read on. Let's just read it to maybe 17. Okay. Um, verse 14. But John forbade him, saying, I have, I have need to be baptized of thee, and commerce thou to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, So far it to be so, to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and a lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Thank you so much. So you say you see that that thing pleases God, as in pleased God. Let me, as in that thing pleased God. God was so happy, or let me use the word, so pleased. God was really, really pleased that Jesus fulfilled that righteousness. So it means that no matter how small an obedience may look to us, because to our own eyes, it might be, to my own eyes, I was feeling there was no need for that water baptism. I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. I speak with tongues. Besides that time, I'm beginning to lay hands on people. You know, those, the meetings we used to have in those days, we just lay hands and then people fall under the anointing. If you charge self and you shout, ah, people will fall down. You understand, like, you know, you, you so much have power, anointing, that you feel that your anointing overrides, you know, some kind of obedience 
or some kind of righteousness that needed to be fulfilled. You know, imagine, you know, when John saw Jesus, he forbade him, you know, because John could recognize the power, the grace, the anointing, the mercy of Jesus, as in the, the, all the things, the glory, you know, Jesus had a lot of things going on for him in the realm of the spirit. Because the Lord told him, he said, upon whom you see angel ascending and descending. He said, that is the one, you know, and he saw Jesus, he could see transactions. But the Bible says that until Jesus fulfilled that, that righteousness, heaven did not open. Verse 16 says that Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight, straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened. May our heaven not be closed in Jesus' name. You know, he said the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice. You see, this thing can be tied to a lot of things. Spirit was able to rest well. One. Another thing is lightning, you know, upon him. That's revelation. Eh? And then lo, a voice from heaven. So you see, you see, um, amen. Are we here with me? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Daniel, are you here? Yes, sir. Okay, so we can see that, you know, just hearing those things, you could see that that obedience was able to, was it triggered some other things in the spirit. So I would like to say that maybe you are here, you are not baptized yet. You know, that water baptism, you have been basking in the Holy Ghost, you haven't been enjoying, you know. Um, is this song? It says, I have confidence in you, Jesus. So much confidence in you. Like you have confidence in Jesus. I want to tell you today that you know you still need to be baptized by water. You must want it. You must, you must, if you are in Ottawa or Saskatchewan or anywhere, although our waters are freeze now freeze now in Saskatchewan, we'll not be able to immerse it into any frozen water. You know, it should run straight to Pastor Jeff, Pastor, all the pastors and, you know, get baptized. You know, it's very important. Let's see Act 3, sorry, Act 8, verse 36. Uncle Daniel. Praise God. Act Hallelujah. 8, and as, 36. And as they went on their way, they came onto a certain water, and Enoch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? Be baptized. But if we read it from, let's say, uh, I think we should read it from uh, 27, verse 27, and just read down, run through it. Verse 37. 27, 27. Verse 27, okay. Mm -hmm. 
And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, and Enoch, a great authority under Candice, queen of, Ethiop of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Esias, the prophets. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to his to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esias and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? Mm. And he described Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the, to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his share. So opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his, his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And Enoch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or, or some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And Enoch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. And, amen. 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 Okay, so and um, he commanded, carry on, sorry. And he commanded chariots to stand still mm -hmm. and went down both into the water, both Philip and Enoch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirits mm -hmm. of the Lord cut away Philip, that Enoch said him no more, saw him no more, sorry, mm -hmm. and went on his way rejoicing. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So we can see that um, what happened there, Daniel, was that God um, led Philip to that eunuch. So the eunuch was an Ethiopian eunuch. It's a very common story, but something happened that was significant. But after he preached from the book of Isaiah to the eunuch, the man was willing to be baptized. So you could see that that teaching, that's a pure teaching. So when people are taught well, you know, there is something they desire. They repent from their heart. So what John was doing, it was that he was teaching men repentance and then he was baptizing them. So that baptism is more like a significant, like um, a sign. You know, is a sign that you have repented from the heart. Or let me say, say, you know, like you have, um, how will I say? Yeah, you heard what Philip said, 37 says, and, and Philip said, if thou believes with all thine heart, or believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. So that, that first teaching was for him to believe in Jesus, because what he preached was Jesus. He was preaching Jesus. So if that if faith can arise or if that person can believe, 
then he can be baptized. So that baptism is more of a sign to the world that this person is no longer of the world. So the person has been immersed into another kind of operation of life. You know, we'll get there. Let me just take it one at a time. So the thing is, so you could see he believed and then he confessed. He said, so when you are being immersed, that word, he said, baptism by immersion, I'm still on A. He said, which should take place immediately. One believes and confess Christ. You see that belief and confession is, is, is almost equivalent to say you have been, you know, okay, immediately you believe. Let's see Romans 10. Let's see Romans 10 um, so that I can buttress what I'm trying to say. Romans 10 verse 9. Read Daniel. Romans 10 verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. So what happens here is that your spirit, there is a, there is a movement. So the spirit, there, there is, a, um, how will I say, your spirit came alive immediately. You see that thing? is baptism you know that's coming alive is more like resurrection power you know took effect you were raised from the dead so that thing the process of believing and confessing you are going through a process it's more like that belief is like immersion confession is like you are being raised back to life so is is a so when they now do it for you physically, is a sign of what has happened to you, you know? So when you were confessing Jesus or when you believe, when you were being preached to and you believed something was happening, you were being immersed, that period, that believing is a whole lot in the spirit. So by the time you confess it from your mouth, it's like, yes. So that, that was the activity that happened here. And you could see the eunuch himself said, oh, Philip, what hinders me to be baptized? You know? And Philip said, ah, there is something that is still in that you, injuring you. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe, verse 37 of Act 8, that Jesus is the son of God. You see that confession is a whole lot in the spirit. And that's why when we are doing baptism for people, these are the questions we ask them. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? You see people shout, yes, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. So that is the, that thing, that, Believing from the heart is actually a kind of baptism. That's the first baptism. So the person is being immersed. First. I'll go into the second one. Let me not dwell too much on that. It says baptism into the body of Christ. He said that, that baptism is done by the Holy Ghost. 
by the Holy Ghost. This is really what, you know, what water baptism signifies also, because you see, that's water baptism that happens to you as you believe and you confess. Those, you know, your spirits came alive as in the spirit, that's Christ in you would, you know, come, comes alive. Immediately it comes alive, you know, it's a sign that you are now part of the body of Christ. This is really what, what water baptism signifies. It is an open confession and demonstration of what has taken place in the believer. So that's, that operation, so everything that is going on there, when they put you in the water and when you shout, I believe, and then they put you in the water is a sign now that you are part of the body of Christ, you know, and then they bring you out of the water. So you are, you have moved from darkness to light in your spirit. You have moved from a kingdom to another kingdom. And that's why they have to bury you in the water. So because the water is a sign of life is another life so when they move you into water it's more like saying they terminated a life and then when they are bringing you back you are resurrecting a new man so you are coming alive a new person but that coming alive a new person it has its identity in a personality and that's why you have to confess jesus so when you confess jesus you are identifying as the new man. You know, Christ is a new man. That man has never existed, in quotes, before. You know, is a new man. Like, so that resurrection is, is what baptism should do. So when they put you, wow, and then they remove you. That you that went in, you are gone. You are gone with the water. That is what it means. You are gone with the water. So when they are back up, is another person entirely. That is the uh, miracle of baptism. You know, is the beauty of baptism. Amen. 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 So is the miracle of baptism. I want us to get it. Like when they put you inside that water, you are gone. You must. You must have it. These are. These are foundational truths that, you know, that's when people can now claim um, the life I now live. You, you know, you see him saying, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He says, you know, get not I, but Christ that lives in me. Now, if we put it for foundational truth, you can say the life I now live, you must claim it from day one for the baptism of God's word to now begin to work in your life. You understand? So this is how faith works. Faith is not that, because I quoted that scripture, does not really mean that, okay, you can say, ah, that scripture is for the faith of the son of God. No. So in that scripture that I quoted now, you must know. And that's why if you read Hebrews 6, I want us to see something there. You know, the Lord taught me earlier, when you hear Paul, um, 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 David says, um, once have you spoken 
He said, twice have I heard, you know? So you see that twice hearing is that, that word you've not heard it. And then the word itself that was spoken, they are, there are plenty words in one, you know, that God says. When God speaks, he doesn't just speak. He speaks, his words rise on waters. So when you say waters, when you hear, when you see scripture at times, God can use a very deep scripture to heal you. A very, very deep scripture. That's why you see people, they will take the same scripture, this same scripture that I just read, Galatians 2.20 you know, that I just read, I use it for elementary things and it would work. It's because that's why, you know, a lot of us didn't grow through elementary. So we, because we are now being taught, so I'm trying to be very simple this evening. So, because at times, you know, I can go very, I'll just go straight into, into word of righteousness and just begin to preach. So I'm trying to just manage my, my talk, so bear with me. Now, um, Hebrews 6, verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. So, if you see that, it's still the doctrine of Christ, but in the doctrine of Christ, there is foundation. He now said, He calls it foundation of repentance. It means that if there is foundation of repentance, then there is a building called repentance. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I like that. You know, it, it helped me to know that. Okay, so it means that if there is a if there is a foundation of faith towards God, then there will be building of faith towards God. You know, going to God. You know, that song that we sing, we are going to God. So there is a faith for God or for to get to God. So when we say of the doctrine of baptism. So we have the foundation of it. So then we have the whole building of it. So when scripture comes at times, is that same scripture, because I will not use another Bible to teach my daughter that is a young child. You will not use another Bible to teach a believer that is just becoming a believer. It's the same Bible. And you must use the same scripture. But you must know, I remember when they were teaching Christ, when our daddy and uh, Pastor Thompson, to be precise, was teaching us Christ. And then the season of everlasting life came. And then he began to say, ah, he didn't know that this second Corinthians is for everlasting life. I has used it to teach Christ and Christ. So that season has changed. And then Bible has opened in another light. So when you look at Bible again, but as in this thing, have I not read it before? Like so, but that season change. So is the administration of the spirit. So I'm just saying to say that baptism has its foundation. And we must take it like that. So as they immerse us in the water, you must be able to take it to a degree and say, uh, you must know in you, you must have enough faith in you for to know that you are now a new man. That's what I'm trying to say. You are a new man. Beyond just, you know, because a lot of time when we teach this, we find out that people have find it difficult to relate their soul, to relate as in to separate, sorry, their soul from their spirit. So you now find out that there's a lot of, you know, 
okay, if you say that I'm a new man, but I'm, my soul is not yet saved. So how am I a new man? Sure you get. So you are a new man because your spirit is Christ. So, so is that same scripture that says Second Corinthians five seventeen? Read for me, please. Second Corinthians five verse seventeen. Praise God. Um, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he Christ. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are become new. Do you notice that even, even people that did not learn Christ as it were, or they didn't learn everlasting life, they believe this passage of the scripture in milk and it worked for them till they left yet. That's how strong it is. So they were, they were able to believe it. it. says, I'm a new man. and a new man. Besides, in the days of Papa Egin, you see him confessing it. They confessed it. Woo! You see, you know those shouting, Woo! Hallelujah! If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. So, and you see them denying themselves of certain things that even some of us that we are learning what the righteousness right now are not able to deny ourselves. You know, so I'm saying it so that we'll not downplay, you know, the new bet. You know, I pray for utterance, help in Jesus' name. You know, I don't want us to, I don't want us to downplay the new bet. The new bet is solid, is strong, is is is, is something great. So you see that thing that happened to that eunuch that day eh, was what took the gospel to Africa. You understand? That was what took the gospel to Ethiopia. God needed to take the gospel to... You know that man was not baptized in the Holy Spirit that day. Yes. He was just immersed in water. And that experience, you know, was a great experience. Let's read Romans 6. Let's read Romans 6, 3 to 5. Praise God. Romans 6, 3 to 5. Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Into his death. So you see that thing. So when we were baptized, that's what I was saying the other time. We were gone. We were taken. You understand? That man no longer exists. And we must believe it. That's why some people, when they, you know, there was this man, there's this story, I, I've forgotten who said that story, that, you know, this man, there, maybe his name was Akan. I'm, I'm just using that as an example. Akan, they know him in that environment. Akan is a staunch smoker. And, you know, he smoked, he used to smoke, like people know him for smoking. He can smoke from morning to night. And they've tried to preach to him to change. You know, but he keeps telling the people that we're preaching to, he said, he knows that the only reason why he's not accepting Jesus yet is because of this cigarette, of, of smoking, sorry. That he knows that the day he accepts Jesus, he must quit smoking. 
that that smoking will go, you know? So he waited and waited and waited until one day he said, okay, today, I think the pastor preached so much that you know, I felt, okay, I'm going to give my life to Christ today. And after he gave his life to Christ, that day, he continued smoking. <laughs> and everybody said, ah, but Khan, you said after you give your life to Christ, you stop smoking. Now, why? He said, don't worry. I'm just waiting for baptism. On baptism day, that's the day, you know, I will quit smoking. And they were like, wow, okay. So pastor called for baptism. So while brother Eka was coming for baptism, he still brought his, his smoke, like his cigar. And then he was, he was blowing the smoke out. And everybody was wondering like, bro, Eka, why did you bring cigar here? He said, don't worry, until you put me into the water, I will quit smoking. So by the time they took Broekan to, to the water, his cigar was still in his mouth. And he still popped it before they pushed him inside the water. Everybody was wondering, what's happening? All of a sudden, they just pushed him into the water. And you know what? By the time he entered the water, he dropped his cigar inside the water. By the time they brought out Broekan, he was a new man. Wow. Hallelujah, he was a new man. <laughs> right from that day, Brayekan stopped smoking. Mm -hmm. So you see, and you could see that these things happen in the life of people. Mm. Daniel, in the old times, not even the old times, just recently here, you see in the SU days, in the, you can find out that some people just find out that fornication literally dried up. They stopped you know, they stopped fornicating. Some people were liars. They stopped lying because something really happened to them, their spirit. It's in this day and time that, you know, after a believer gives his life to Christ, he still need to preach, you know, a lot. But, you know, these scriptures were real in their life. Let's read on verse four of that same scripture yeah therefore romans 6 verse 4 therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, into death. that as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life we should walk in newness of life verse 5 for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Of his resurrection. Now, if you read this scripture, you find out that, you know, um, if we begin to dig into baptism, which we will still get there, you find out that, you know, doctrine, teachings can bring people to walk into the, in the newness of life. But this, these are my own question, and this is what I'm trying to pass across. How was it that in the days of the Papa Egin, they were not teaching everlasting life, yet they took this scripture and they confessed it. And they believed it and something happened to them. You understand? You know, they, something, things happened to them. Oh, like they took this scripture literally and it says, for if we have been planted together, 
in the likeness of his death. So firstly, it means that baptism starts to happen by faith, you know, by faith in the sense that it has to, there is a way you must believe it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like you must believe that you are buried with him. First, before your soul can successfully go through the transition, you must believe it. You must know that these things is, has already happened within you. Do you understand? Let me give us an example. You know, that's why if, 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 if spirits, maybe demons or something, when they see you, they see Christ actually. But you know, a lot of us don't see ourselves as Christ's. And that's where doubt comes in. And because of that doubt, it allows for demonic oppression, even over a believer. You understand that should not be. So more like a demon should not be able to oppress you, but because of your mind, it can begin to find room. You know? So that's where the, the challenge is. So that's why we must be tidy in our spirit. As in we must know that we are, he said, we shall also be, he said, we, sh we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. We know that this thing would come to pass, but it has also happened in our spirit. So that being said, baptism, you know, we are part of the body of Christ, you know, um, learning through this, there was a day the Lord spoke to me and said to me, he said, you know, you are my, you are part of my body. You are my body. I just began to hear from my spirit, you are my body. You know that I cannot do anything on earth without you. I cannot do anything on earth without you. You are my body. You are my extension on earth. You are my extension on earth. You are my extension on earth. And then you look at yourself and like me, how, you know, my soul is not saved yet. No. You are saved in your spirit. All of those things have happened. What makes you to be one spirit? What makes you to be body of Christ is because you are one spirit with him. You are joined with him in, in the spirit. So there are certain privileges that you have as a believer, even though you have not gone through all of the baptisms. Let me move on so that I will not dwell too much there. So baptism by doctrine or teaching. Let's read Act 19, verse 3 to 5. Acts 19, verse 3 to 5. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Read from verse 1. Okay. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at church, Paul, having passed through the upper coast of Upper course came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye, ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? 
and they said, unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John, verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, we should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul, verse 6, and when Paul, read, read verse 6, yeah. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Amen. Thank you. Okay, so baptism of repentance, which John the Baptist taught the Jew, is a teaching. Even though he, he also baptized them with water, John immersed them into the doctrine of repentance from dead works. So you could see that John was not just immersing people in water. Now we have moved forward a bit that the water for every baptism eh, is, like I said, is a water, is a life. So when you say baptism or doctrine of baptism, you understand that thing is like you are immersing people into a doctrine. Baptism of doctrine or teaching. You are pushing people into a teaching. You are immersing them into a life. Let me say it in another way. You are giving them a life. So you cannot claim a baptism if you don't have the doctrine of that baptism. So baptism, I'm just heaving it up a bit now. I'm getting more comfortable. You know, so now baptism is not complete until the teaching comes or they deliver the doctrine of that baptism to you. So everything that is done on that day uh, is a matter of time. Even Bro Akan that they put inside water and he dropped his, his distance inside water. Do you understand? And over time, yes, he has believed and God likes that. That's faith in the heart. God loves it. God will quickly move all the tools for to complete that baptism. Do you understand? So the essence of dying that day and coming alive is to learn a new life. Do you understand? So when you stand up from the water, you are meant to know that you, you are unaware of this new life that you have come into. So you need the awareness of the new life. So you need to now, when you rise up, so there is faith in your heart. So that faith is what keeps you through the doctrine or it keeps you through the teaching of your experience. So what you have experienced or what is standing as a memorial, because in the spirit, that is standing as a memorial. It's standing as a sign before all the realms to tell all the realms that this person you know, is no longer, is a new creation. All things have passed away. And I, that's why I like that story of Broeka. He showed us something that I no longer live this life anymore. But right now, I need to now learn my life. And that's why baptism now move 
just from, from the outward to the inward. So they now move teaching. So when they say baptism of doctrine, so they move the teaching of what has happened to you into your soul as an information center for your spirits, the new man that you have in you to thrive. Because that new man can be choked up if, 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 if they don't move his information into your hard disk. You understand? So, so that new man will not be able to operate, you know, that operating system, you will not have any information to work with. Mm. So it needs that teaching of that baptism. That's why when they baptize you into Christ, or let me say, baptize you to, into the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, they need to teach you Jesus Christ. They need to teach you that, that baptism. They need, sorry, they need to baptize you into that name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Man. Amen. So, so you now see that. So he says, so there is a, so there was something that John was doing. He was baptizing men. So, so that word baptizing is that is is changing their living. Is is killing them to resurrect them into a new life. So anybody that says, I am baptized by John. Must be, must be ready for, for the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you understand? It must be ready for that Holy Ghost baptism. That was why in Act 19, it was not difficult for those certain disciples that were the disciples of John. It was not hard because they have already gone through a kind of baptism. So baptism precedes baptisms. So mm -hmm. baptism is meant to open us up to other baptisms. So the same way, like I started the, the, the teaching from school, primary school. So that first nursery school was to get them, the children ready for primary school or for grade one, grade two. When they finish those grades, then for high school, you know, so that's a baptism, is a kind of a readiness. They get you ready. Amen. Are, are we blessed? Yes, sir. Amen. So our soul can be immersed into it. Uh, okay, let me read again. Um, John's, John immersed them into the doctrine of repentance from dead works, which is a teaching. Is a teaching. So is repentance from dead works. He says, the teaching of Christ, our Lord, is also a baptism. That's what I was trying to explain. It says, our soul can be immersed into it if we give undivided attention to God's word. Amen. Amen. First Amen. Corinthians 10, verse 1 to 2. Let's read First Corinthians 10, verse 1 to 2. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 2. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant mm -hmm. how that all our fathers were under the, the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses, unto Moses in the cloud, the cloud and in the sea. Amen. 
and then he said, and did all eat the same spiritual meal, drank of the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. So you see, what God wanted to achieve there was to move doctrine into their soul. You understand? He wanted to baptize them. You know, he said, the Bible says, verse 2 says, and we're all baptized unto Moses. So there was something. He wasn't just sprinkling them with the blood of goats or bulls and ifa. He was baptizing them. So everyone that accepted that baptism, you could see, the Bible says they have another spirit. You know, because if you look at, um, what was the name of these two guys? Um, Caleb and and Joshua, you could see that they have the baptism of Moses. They were different. So what we can also say, that baptism pushes spirits into the soul. That's what it does. So that the soul can become, because spirit is life. You know, he said, the word I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So they are, spirit is life and they convey spirits via words. So when they begin to move, move words, move words move spirits. So the, the soul will be able to behave one kind. So the soul can begin to behave. It will become alive. And that was why they were giving them spiritual meat, spiritual drink. So, amen. So baptism amen. is spiritual. Eh? If you have a neighbor there, tell your neighbor, say baptism. Baptism is spiritual. Spiritual. I can't hear you. Baptism. Baptism is spiritual. Mm, thank you, sir. So, so you could see that movement. It says, so when we give our undivided attention to God's word, what we are doing is that we are allowing movement. We are allowing baptism to take place. You know, Matthew 28. You know, 19 is a common scripture. We all know. Read it for me. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. So you see, you see how you come into baptism uh, is teaching commandments. So when they teach the commandment of our Lord Jesus Christ, it says, read it. Let's read it again. Say, go ye therefore and teach all nations. So all nation, this is what every nation should be teaching. But nations are teaching something else. Do you know? We are teaching people to become doctors, lawyers, because they have tied a reward to it, which is a natural reward. You understand? So you tie money to it. Everybody gravitates towards it. But you know, we don't see much in this thing. Besides, we are being forced, coerced. A lot of people are being forced, coerced to go to church. Besides, if you want them to even come to church, just tell them that they will get the reward of this life. So a lot of people will come to church because... Now, the Jesus that we learned, which is not proper milk, 
is to give us the reward of this present world. You, you understand? So it's tied to money. Let me just make it very simple. So, you know, so if I go to church, I just pray, pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, you know, get me the job, get me the, get me the money, give me the contract, give me the contract. They are even, it's even, it's even so bad in some places in Nigeria. I say, get, get the visa or you die. You know, you don't see the poster, big poster, you know. <laughs> get promotion or, 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 you know, all manner of things, you know. They, they, you know, all manner of things. You see, um, uh, my husband is on it, on the way. Get it now. As you'll be wondering, get it now, how? Your husband is on the way. Get it now. Is it a movie? Like, you know, like when they say, grab your copy now. You know, all those kind of... <laughs> and these people are doing serious posters, so... And they will put it everywhere. You know, US visa is mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. And you see people praying. And then they will be even be using the latest slogan, Emilo Kong. Emilo Kong. Oluwababa. Emilo Kong. You know, all manner of is mine. But I'm saying this to say that normally nations should be teaching the baptism. You understand? You say this baptism. When they say, you see, it says, it says, go in therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. So it means that that teaching is actually baptism. That's what I wanted to say. So you say baptizing them in the name of the Father. So we can say the name of the Father is a massive water. You yeah. understand? Because we started from that place of immersion into water. So by the time you bring them out of the water, what should happen is that they have taken the life of the Father. So is how long can you stay in the water of the Father? Do you understand? So if a man can stay for long in the water of the father, then he can take the father. That's why they spread. So it will take our lifetime actually to learn all this doctrine or to be baptized into all of this. That's why you see children, they take it curriculum. You see from primary something by social so age, you should get out of primary school. You know, they have a plan. The same way Jesus, God has a plan for us. But you know, a lot of people will go through the earth and will never even, even the baptism of John, they will not pass through. Not to talk of baptism of the Son and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So these are baptisms. So now teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. And lo, I am with you always. It means that the owner of these baptisms supervises the baptisms. Hmm. So it means that Jesus is present when you are teaching him or you are teaching these baptisms. He's around. They are around. You know, because he says, lo, I come quickly. He said, my reward is with me. Because they want to satisfy you. They want to reward you. They want to crown you. So baptism in the scheme of things or in the scheme of all things or in the scheme of life or in the scheme of God is very, very important. 
So one, if we have learned anything today, we should have learned that it is very important for us to fulfill all righteousness, just like Jesus did. The Bible says immediately he did that, the heavens were open, right? So we must believe in Jesus and we must confess him. Besides, in our confession goes beyond just, you did it once. It must be an attitude of life. You understand what you do always, even in your interaction with men, you must confess Jesus. That shows that you, are, you have come into a kind of baptism. Let me, let me give you an example. There is nothing bad in you always saying, by God's grace, by the grace of Almighty God, you know, God will help us. You see, those things is something. You don't have too much confidence in yourself. Or let me not say too much. You don't even have any kind of confidence in yourself. You understand? Because there is one thing the system is trying to do. I, I see that spirit, you know, just being here for some time now. Just see the spirit wanting to give you a kind of confidence in the system. <laughs> you understand? You just want it to be, you must be able to, at every time, you know, you must be able to tell yourself by the grace of Almighty God. God will help me. You know, that, that thing, you know, Jesus will take care of it. You know, it will be done in Jesus' name. You know, you know, by God's grace. is something. is doing something to the heart. You know, the system don't want you to call Jesus. He doesn't want you to say God. You know, he doesn't, you know, you know, you can almost know that there is credit card now. If you take care of this one next month, it's not saying I just use my credit card. Do you understand? You can quickly jump into planning in this place without Jesus. Do you understand? I just jump into. So it shows that one of the things that the, the spirits in this place is trying to do is to yank out that belief for, for, or that belief process that you have gone through in your foundational class. You understand what I'm trying to say now? So there is a belief, there is a foundation that we must not all lose. If you don't have it before, get it into your system. Do you understand? We must have it. You must know that, ah, I cannot make it in life if God does not help me. That thing must be there. You know, it's a kind of work. I cannot survive tonight if Jesus is not around. You know, that thing. It's something it does to us. It's a sign that you have gone through a, a like you have been, you have been, you have gone through a good milk. Let me use that word. Like you have been milked well. Like you know, you've taken proper milk. You know, you could see our daddy, Papa Egini, we always say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I noticed your pastor too, our pastor. Let me not say your, your pastor in Ottawa, my own pastor at um, uh, Canada wide, you know, um, Pastor Jeff, you see him say things like, thank you, Jesus. Awesome, awesome, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, when he says it's awesome, 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 thank you, Jesus. Oh. It's good, it's very good. You know, we should imbibe it. There's something it does to the heart. You will just know that it's Jesus that is helping me. You understand? It's, it's a sign that you have gone through baptism. 
to a degree. Amen. Amen. Let me go to baptism of the Holy Ghost. So without this, Act 1.8, you know, let's read it. We'll read Act 1.8. We'll read Mark 1.8. We'll read, let's read Mark 1.8 first. Mark 1.8, then we'll go to Act 1.8, and we'll go to Act 2.1-4. Okay, Mark 1.8. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Mark 1.8. Acts Mark 1. For mm-hmm. ye shall receive power. Power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Mm-hmm. I shall witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Mm. Unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, before I go further, I want to ask a question. How many of us are baptized here by water? Can you raise your hand up? If you are baptized by water, I want to see your hands up. Okay. Wow. By water, by water. I'm still waiting. I need, I want to know. Okay. Okay. So you can drop your hand. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So if you have not baptized by water, let me see your hands up. You are not baptized by water. Immersion, let me see your hands up. Let me see your hands up. Not baptized by water. Not baptized by water. Is there only one person? Uh, Nobody, okay. Okay, it means that we are all baptized by water, okay. If you are baptized by the Holy Spirit, let me see your hands up, like evidence with speaking in tongues. Evidence with speaking in tongues. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I can see that some hands are not up and I'm a bit confused. Even when I said, are they sleeping already? I'm still waiting. I'll start calling names. If you are not raising your hands. Okay, I'm still waiting. Femi Ade Yoju, I can't see your hands up. Efe, can't see your hands up. Habi, Stephanie. Stephanie. Well, I think I saw Stephanie praying in a lot of in tongues during the meeting. Is she sleeping already? Or is it not the Stephanie I know? Toluani. Olorunyomi. Daniel, what's happening now? Is it that some people are not, they are sleeping? (laughs) 
Okay, no problem. Okay, so you can drop your hands, no problem. But we need to take the sensors again, you know, maybe when you are in meetings, but I'm very sure everyone here should be baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's very important because without this, we won't make much progress spiritually. Is the help from above, as in Holy Spirit is the help from above. We could see that in Act when the Holy Spirit came upon them, we could see that you know they were bolder, like they were bold, in, as in they could do more. You know, so you would not be able to do. I remember when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I've, I've doubted this Christianity thing so much that you know I just feel all the Buddha praise praise in tongue, all the I normally feel it's just like they are just deceiving themselves, you know, until the Holy Spirit came upon me, like the thing hits me very hard. And I was so, I was, I was helpless. And besides that day, I cried because it pained me gone. Like, you know, like, ah, this thing gets me gone. Like, so I cried I and I prayed in tongues. And that particular day, I had to start preaching from that day, like from that very day, you know, like I started telling people that, you know, Jesus is real, you know, so it helped me. It helped me so much that, you know, like in three months, I already was looking like someone that has been born again for like three years because I was able to make so, so much progress spiritually. I was asking questions. I really wanted to know so the Holy Spirit does a whole lot for us, you know, so. So um, differentiating between baptism in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, and in the name of the Trinity. So baptism by immersion in water is done in the name of Jesus Christ. So when they baptize you, they are baptizing you in the name of Jesus Christ. So we could see that in the book of um, Acts 2, verse 38. If you read that place for me, Acts 2, 38. Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent, repent. and be continue. Everyone yeah. in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission. remission. Sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then I want to also clarify something that it's not necessary that you first get you first get baptized with water before you receive baptism of the Holy Ghost. Like so. for some of us, like me, I received baptism of the Holy Ghost first before I did my water baptism. And also, we could see in the book of Acts ten. We saw there that that baptism happened to, baptism of the Holy Ghost happened to Colonius and his household before Peter now said we should go ahead and, you know, baptize them by immersion or by, by water because they've already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so let's just seal it up by receiving the baptism of, as in by immersing them in water. Now, there are school of thought that says, you know, baptism of the Holy Ghost is only the important one. Mm -hmm. While baptism in water 
is not really by water, sorry, is not really important. Like the same thing, it's just like ah, it's just a sign. So the day you, you receive baptism of the Holy Ghost, then you are you are okay. No, you are not okay. If Jesus could fulfill all righteousness, then who are you not to fulfill all righteousness? And we could see that, that when he did that, something significant happened. The Bible says heaven opened, lightning opened. So all of those things, you know, revelation, voice, God was able to open up the, as in everything that he needs to complete his, his, um, uh, his sojourn on earth was, was opened on that day just because of that singular um, obedience. That, it looks small, but it was very weighty in the sight of God. The Bible says God was pleased with it. So anytime you, do, you go through baptism by immersion, and then baptism of the Holy Spirit, it pleases God. Amen. 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 So baptizing, baptism in the name of the Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, is the teaching of the commandment of everlasting life. You know, I said it earlier. If we read that Matthew, let's go back to Matthew. Matthew 28. Read it for me if you are there. Matthew 28, last verse. 20 to 20. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. So let's leave it there. He said, all things I have commanded you. Uh, that he defined all things as all things of God. Mm. You understand? So that is when you say all things, he says teaching them to observe. It's more like you can, there's a way you are being taught. You begin to see God. You can observe all things. You understand? You know, so, and what are the all things? Mm. All things whatsoever I have commanded. So it is Jesus that commands all things. Amen. So we can now say that all things now is everlasting life. So when you, it says, it says um, um, teaching, the teachings of the commandment of everlasting life to observe the truth after godliness. Although we can say, okay, godliness is Christ. That's why it's a, it's a, it's an holistic curriculum. It says baptizing them you know, it says baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and then the Holy Ghost. So the first baptism here, you know, like, let me just teach the way our daddy will teach it. He will say that they started from the heaven of the Father. So he started from the first heaven to the, or the, the heaven of the Father, which is the third heaven, and then coming to the second heaven, which is the Son, and then the Holy Ghost. I'm just using that as, so, but it will start from the Holy Ghost for us because it's coming from up, yes, from up down. So we will pick it from down up. Holy Ghost, then the teaching of the Son, and then onto the Father, right? So that baptism starts from down and then to, to the Father. But all of those things is that for every season, you must 
Jesus must be able to help you see, although through teachings, you'll be able to see, you can observe the movement of the Spirit. That's the Holy Ghost, the things of the Holy Ghost, or the commandment of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost commandments. So they are Holy Ghost commandments. And it will start it small, small. So that commandment is to lead you out of another kind of baptism, you know, which is the baptism that Satan had done over time. Do you understand? So that is what happened when the first man gave us up. You understand? So that's giving us up. What happened to us was that we went through a kind of baptism till we died. So we died and we, we, we took another life. The first death happened and then they now retrained our soul. You understand? It's, it's the same baptism I'm still talking about. The first death happened in our spirit, healed our spirit. That was baptism. That was a kind of death. And then when we, when the eyes of that spirit open, they call it death. You know, you opened up that that eye can only see sin, can only do sin. It doesn't know much. So then that, that spirit led us away till we've now finally died in our soul and then our body gave up. So, amen. So that was a kind of baptism. It's an operation. So Paul, uh, Jesus was saying here, he said, so right now I'm around you now but you have to come into my doctrines or my teaching or the, the Godhead. So for them to move us into the Godhead, they have to baptize us. And they do that by commanding us. That's what I wanted to achieve with what I just said. So that commandment is observing all things. So as you are observing all things, so, so this is what it should be. We should be ready to observe all things. You understand? So there must be a readiness in our heart, Daniel, always for commandments. So instructions. So Holy Ghost has its own, but it is teaching. When they teach you so much about Holy Ghost, you just see that you are, you can respond to Holy Ghost. You can observe him. You know him. This is actually how we are supposed to learn. We are supposed to learn them, all of them. Do you understand? And we, should, we are supposed to be graduates of these baptisms. Uh, that's the intention of God, actually. But Satan knew it. Satan ran ahead and redesigned it, tied it around some kind of reward system. He knows that you know, he knows how God's temple is. Mm. He's a temple being. So he, 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 he arranged things that way. So, so to deviate soul from God, because souls need to be baptized into God. So rather, it would rather that they, they are baptized into other things and not God. So it can also mean that baptism by immersion, reading from my manual, by mm. my by immersion is a part of the whole experience. Like that's why the whole experience. So is a sign. You see that baptism by by immersion is necessary. You know, is is part of the entire experience. 
just to show that, you know, how many of you know that God has faith? As in, God has so much faith that he does not think the way you think, Daniel, or the way I think. God, eh, God believes that you would be him one day. He doesn't, he doesn't, as in, he doesn't doubt it. Mm. You understand? Like, ah, God is not thinking, ah, Daniel will never, ah, the way Daniel is going. No, he does not. Mm. He doesn't have that kind of, he does not think it. You understand? So when they say they should go and immerse it, and that's where I'm coming from. So when he says go and immerse them in water, he declares the end from the beginning. That's who God is. He doesn't have, you will not be thinking that, ah, so that day that they immersed in water, the whole heaven is rejoicing already. You understand me, Daniel? So the whole heaven is, is happy that you are entering water. And you are coming out. They are already, they already, ah, John will, John will be God. That's their conclusion. Hmm. So they are not thinking. So that's why that immersion for them is critical to identify with what they have, what they have prepared for you. Yes. Amen. 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 So what is the spiritual significance of water baptism? I think I've mentioned it, but I'll just read it from my manual. Determination of life and the rising into another. There is a lifestyle we all learned as those born of a woman. Ephesians 2. Let's read Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. Is a common scripture in our cycle. Praise God. Ephesians um, 1 to 3. And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirits that now walketh in the children of disobedience, mm -hmm. among whom also we all had our conversation in the time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and where by nature the children of wrath, even as, as others. Amen. 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 I wanted to read to verse 5. Verse, verse 6. Read it to verse 6. Oh yeah, continue from verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy mm -hmm. for his great love, wherewith he loved us, mm -hmm. even when we were dead, in sins had quickened us together with Christ by grace, ye are saved. Ye are saved. Mm -hmm. And had and had raised us up raised us up and made together. Us, mm -hmm. and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, I used to like it when maybe Papa Egin teaches this place. You just hear things like hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see them running, you know, like, amen, you know. Oh, as I like that excitement because he has a way of keeping the scripture with you, you know, like he says, for by grace ye are ye are ye saved through faith, and that that's not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So it means that every salvation is God's gift. Mm. You know, because, you know, we can divide the salvation into three phases. So the first one, which is for your spirit, is a gift. 
The second one for your soul too is gifts. Do you understand? Because even the the people that the Bible says when they gave, he said he gave gift unto men, right? When he first descended, then he ascended unto God, Abi, and then he gave gift to men. Ephesians four. Maybe you should read it. It's a gift. Let's read it. Let's read it. Read Ephesians four from verse eight for me. Wherefore he had he said. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity, captivity captive. Yeah, and gave gifts unto men. Unto men. So what's that gift, um, Daniel? The gift is for salvation, because if you read it further, I don't want us to dwell too much on it. You find out that that gift is for salvation eventually, because he made, he made some apostle. Okay, let's read verse 11. Read quickly for me. And let's he jump to 11. Apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and mm -hmm. some pastors and teachers. Hold on, hold on. So he gave them, right? He gave them. I want... I want to emphasize that word gave. Mm. So he gave them. So apostleship is giving. Mm. So you cannot call yourself apostle, apostle if they didn't give you. Yes, you are not even a pastor if they didn't give you. You must be giving. That's why they are pastors and they are pastors. Yeah. Do you understand? Because it's a gift. It's a gift. And that gift is the gift of Christ. It's Christ that gives that gift. Let's read on quickly. For the perfect, for the perfecting of the saints, for the mm -hmm. work of ministry, for the edifying of the body, the body of Christ. Hold on. So you see here, I, I like I like to emphasize that word gift. The reason you know why is because every of one of us that we are called pastors and we are being called apostles and prophets or anybody that is called pastor must know that he is giving these things. You understand? And it's for the body. You understand me now? So it's a gift. So salvation is a gift. You understand? And it's for the body. And so till we all come into the unity of faith. So God is give us. I, I still want to. So if you now say, ah, this person is so saved in his soul. It's still a gift because you didn't pay for it. You didn't, I don't know, maybe you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let me not dwell too much on that. We leave there. So uh, let me go back to that Ephesians 8. Uh, so 2 verse 8. It says, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourself, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. For we have God must man should be created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. So there's something God ordained. It's called good works that we should walk in them, right? So I want to say this to say that that if you look at these things, you know, there is something I, I also want to establish. It says, verse 1 says, And ye are quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Don't forget, it quickened us, right? So ye are quickened. So where were we quickened? 
in our spirit, right? We're quickened in our spirit. Now, don't forget, your soul too can be quickened, but that quickening has to go through is a course, a curriculum, you know? Uh, Daddy was teaching today. Okay, I was listening to a message today and he was talking about how quick a soul can be. He said, he called it the, the speed of the spirit. So a soul can have spirit speed. So a soul can be quick. Hey, yeah, he said, quick to hear, slow to speak. He said, that thing is not ordinary. That quick to hear is a kind of speed in the spirit. He said, it's not every man that can hear the, the sound of the spirit at the frequency that the spirit is bringing it forth. So it takes some kind of quickening. They must gut you up. They must raise you up. You see, um, even Moses could not see the passing, the back pass of God, if he wasn't gutted up. So there must be a kind of, there must be a kind of help. So the Bible says, yeah, we're kicking. So we're in time past. I just wanted to tie this to say that that first allocation that happens, that quickening of our spirit that happens, we are expected that after that thing happens, there should be a kind of separation. You understand? Say, we're in time past. You walked according to the course of this world. They should, when, when someone is genuinely saved, there must be a level of limitation. There is something spirit does to that soul, limits it. There is a kind of fear. Do you understand? That person will not just be able to. If you see a soul that is bold to fornicate, for example, you know, maybe a soul is just bold to fornicate. Even after the soul has given his life to Christ, something is, is not right. You know why? It is maybe communication. Mm. The Bible says evil communication. Mm. You know, there is something because your spirit is alive. Mm. And that thing, I want us to see it as a big thing. It's not a small thing. When they say your spirit is quickened from the dead, it's not a small thing. That was what died, that killed man eventually. So that spirit that is quickened eh, can take man to God, can take man to life, can make man live forever, actually. You know, that was where we started from, that redemption from the fall. As in, it can actually take man to something that is unimaginable. And that was where God wanted to get man to, because he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, right? He says, let them have dominion. So there's something, his kingdom that God wants to give man. And it will take his spirit to be quickened, to get kingdom, to, to have dominion. Amen. 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 So it's not something small. It's not something we can take lightly. So I'm saying that if people generally give their life to Christ, things dies, as in things can die. You know, Paul called it, he says, he says the Prince of the power of the of the air, the spirits that now walk in the children of disobedience is among whom also we all heard our conversation in time past. Although what purifies them to a degree 
for to walk away from that conversation is milk of God's word. It's faith towards God to a degree. Repentance from that work. Because here is about to introduce the mystery of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So he's in chapter three, started introducing mystery of the gospel to them. Do you understand? So it's not like they have they have begin to he has begun to expose them to mystery at its where the fullness of God. He's, he hasn't started, you know, because if you read chapter three, you now begin to talk about now unto him that is able to do. So there's something that is even much more than what God had done. Mm-hmm. You understand exceedingly abundantly above all. There is there is something that is above all that you can ask or think. So that, that realm of asking or thinking, there is something above it. So there is there is something the Bible called there is a love or a love that passes knowledge. You know, there are some comprehension they need to come into. He has not started talking about that one here, but he said that at, at the time he was talking in chapter two, he was saying that, he said, you among whom also we all had our conversation. There was a time this thing used to confuse me. In time past, in the lust of our flesh. It means that there are some places that you get to in the realm of the spirit. They don't expect your lust anymore. It's a kind of baptism. Mm. you know that brings you there they don't so before they can begin to interact with you you know let me give you an example you know just a typical example i'll be rounding up very soon you know an example that i noticed that when i started listening to word of righteousness i still had some things that i was struggling with you know uh that was from 2007 2008 i still struggle with a lot of things and you know that anytime i come for that meeting all i hear is my struggle. Even when the reverend is teaching sin, sin, sin. You know, I couldn't move past sin being uh, maybe those struggles. Let me use it. Let me keep it simple. You understand? Like those struggles, you know, until I begin to, that word dealt with those things. And I now begin to say, okay, there is difference between the works of the flesh and then the flesh, you know, my, my understanding just popped open after a while. But I found out that for all of those things that we are struggling with, there are barriers mm. to entering into another allocation. That's what I just wanted to use that example for. So you find out that the more you stay at a level, even when big, big world glory message is spoken over you, you will not be able to find access to it. As or entrance into it. So you just remain at that level. You still, anything Pastor Jeff said, says, you still, you still be thinking they are talking about, you know, where you are. At. You know, so let me leave that, let me leave that um, thought. Okay, so there, there is a lifestyle. We are all lent as we are all lent as those born of a woman. It is the life of sin and death which entered man, man at the fall. We all, without exception, lived and expressed that life. All of us, you know, Romans 3 said, all have sinned. It says the Bible says. 
that only one, one, that's Jesus Christ, died for us all. And he gave up his life that we all might come into the life that is in God. Amen. Amen. In baptism, we reject the life of sin and rise into another life, which is the one God has. That's the life of God. You know, it is more like an initiation, which marks the beginning of losing our life. So that, you see what that baptism, immersing into water is, is a very great sign, you know, is like what we saw here. So it's more like an initiation, which marks the beginning of losing our life. So it marks the beginning of losing our lives. You know, so and we must have faith that this life is going to go. That's that's the aim of my own teaching tonight. Like you must have enough faith in your heart. Like if we don't have it now, you must build faith. You know that this life, oh, you're gonna go. As in everything I've defined to be life. So for every meeting, you must come to that meeting with an attitude of ah, something is going to be deleted today. You understand? So, or anytime you come to God, so death must happen so that you might live. So, and that that is that for every meeting, you must be able to fetch instruction. Do you understand? Because God has already, Jesus had given salvation as a gift. So when men of God, they are ministering, especially, especially in our company, then you should know that this meeting is for something to give way so that another can feel it and then leave. Let's read Romans 5, verse 12 to 19, and then I think I'll round off there and Romans. then we'll continue next week. Romans 5, 12 to 19. Hmm. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world hmm. and by sin, and so mm-hmm. death passed upon all men. All men. For mm-hmm. that people have sinned. Mm-hmm. For until, until the law sin, until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Neither, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that was to come? Mm-hmm. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one man, of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. Read on, read on, read on. We are going to read it. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Mm -hmm. If by one man's offense death reigned by one, Mm -hmm. much more they which receive abundance of grace 
and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to the to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gifts came upon all men unto justification of life. Mm-hmm. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Amen. 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 So you see that by disobedience of one man, so the day that you are, if you are baptized into that man, what does that mean? You are made righteous. So, uh, so the way they they remove unrighteousness is via baptism. Do you understand? So they can never delete, as in unrighteousness cannot be deleted if if you are not baptized into another life because a, a life was the one that brought us to where we were, that you know exposed us to unrighteousness. So it would take another life. So, so what what did Jesus did? He took that life and then he crucified it into to the flesh. Sorry to the sorry to the cross, right? And then he he died, was buried, and then he resurrected a new man. So it was more like he ended that life in his own body, in his own flesh. So we needed we need to take up his own life because so where are we starting from really? So the day they judged Adam, Adam's life. Oh, unrighteous life was judged. So what you are saying is that anytime they push you into the water, they are showing the devil that his life is ended. Hmm. As simple as that. Like, you know, that's like you are reminding him, let me use that word, of what Jesus did. And then you are saying that I identify with it. So that puts you on a pedestal for to take the life of the person that you have identified with. Amen. 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 Are we blessed tonight? Very blessed. Yes, sir. I hope I, hope I didn't stammer too much. I tried. I tried. <laughs> okay. Amen. I tried to. I want us to pray. You know, tonight, like, you know, just just for ourselves, you know, a lot has been said. One thing I, I, I realized as I was ministering is, you know, ability to be able to have faith, you know, that faith that must stay in my heart. Now, that I would not have, I would not have any iota of doubt that I would, all this baptism, will be i'll be baptized into the godhead let me just let me just say it like that like like you know there is there is a way your heart posture can be and you will not you know the because let me read james for us we know that scripture in james count it all joy james one james one verse verse six says but let him that well, let him ask in faith, not wavering. 
For it that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with wind, with the wind, and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, not from the Lord. This is of the Lord. Do you understand? So that is the very things of God. So there was there's a there is an atmosphere that I want us to pray that God would would bring us into each and every one of us is an atmosphere that will believe unto the saving of our soul. Pray us in the name of Jesus, just for one minute. Just pray. Lord, help me, help my heart, that I will not waver. I will not waver. I will not waver in faith. I will be strong in faith. My heart will be knitted. I will not doubt these things. You know, Bible says in verse, it says, a double-minded man is unstable. That Lord, you will make me stable. You will make me stable. In the name of Jesus, I would appreciate this baptism and I will appreciate with it unto, unto righteousness till I land in eternal life. In the name of Jesus. Your word says in the book of Romans that grace, he says, he talks about the, the, the abundance of grace. He said, much more they wish receive abundance of grace yeah. and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that in this season that we would receive much more abundance of grace, abundance of grace, abundance of grace in the name of Jesus, the gift of righteousness, so that we can reign, we can reign the gift, the gift, the gift of righteousness that will be commanded by your spirit. You would help us to obey, help us to walk in the newness of life. Thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Amen.